Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thank you for joining. It's been a massive 2022. We're on the doorstep of 2023 a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks to go in the year, but uh, it may be the last time you hear from us this year. We'll have a little bit of a break. We will have some other episodes coming down the pipeline for your Christmas, New Year's listening entertainment, some interviews that I've got in the bank uh, with some very, very interesting people and uh, a variety of people nonetheless. But uh, right now we've got the two gents of My Love of Golf, the the guys that uh, join us every week or most weeks, and uh, it's not possible without them. They give me a lot of personal inspiration, and I hope they get something back out of putting the amount of time that it takes to put this show together, the amount of research, the amount of thinking, thoughts, and just the fact of getting together on you know, mainly ungodly hours of during the week after busy days, but the two guys, Rocket and Magic Mike, are joining us, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of a catch-up and review and just reminisce about the year. I'm sure there's some key talking points, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you on the other side. Gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you all on board. Uh, I think I was, was I right in saying that this might be the last time this year we might catch up uh, the three of us together. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, um, yeah, there's probably not. There's, is there any more golf happening uh, between now and the end of the year? There's another tournament this weekend. There's another one in the DP World Tour. They, they were going to Mauritius. Yep. Um, anything else happening in the States? We've got the father, is it father and son. P the PNC, uh, sorry. Yeah, that'll be around. But yeah, Mauritius, I think, is the last major or, you know, the last big event for the year. Uh, we might talk, you know, it's probably, I'll probably not talk about it. I might unload. Just made me think after watching the DP World Tour uh, on the weekend at South Africa. And it's a great event and it's a great golfing country, but just how much emphasis goes on to that part of the world in... Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, gents, how are you? Rocket, how are you, mate? You well? I'm very good. Excellent. Any music? No? Do I oh, get no, my music? No. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mr. Rocket. <laughs> uh, now, Rocket, are you going to miss that music? Yeah, I might have to make it my ringtone. Uh I'm being a little bit cryptic there, but I've said, are you going to miss that music? I'm sort of teeing you up there. Come on, mate. What's going on? What is going on? There's You've got some news. Uh, there's, there's some changes afoot for you, uh, and it is, is going to affect uh, your involvement here at the Mile of Golf podcast. Uh, let us know. Let bring us bring us up to speed. Yeah, so um, this will be my last regular appearance. I'm going to go probably full Tiger Woods and appear just for the – for potentially the big stuff and and if I'm in good condition. And the reason for that is uh, from a personal perspective, um, work-wise, I've just taken on, I officially take the role, the new role in um, February, meaning that uh, it's actually 
quite a lot. It's not just Australia. It's actually the, the region. So, um, yeah, it's going to keep me reasonably busy. That's a bit of an understatement. <clears throat> and, yeah, just from a time perspective and being able to give this 100%, um, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to. But, you know, as we sort of talked about off air, you know, what are the other things I can potentially still do um, that don't require me to sort of rock up on a on a Monday or a Tuesday, you know, every every week at, you know, in the in the evening. Um, yeah, so it's a bit, yeah, it kind of sucks having to sort of do it. But, you know, I know if I don't do it, you know, something's going to kind of break. And so um, if I'm going to be on the road a bit, you know, the family aspect of it is really important. So, yeah, just got to make a bit of a sacrifice, unfortunately. Hmm. No, well, mate, you, you deserve uh, all of the rewards that come with, you know, the amount of time you put into your work, uh, your work in keeping the world of cybersecurity and keeping the people of the world safe. Um, I believe uh, someone told me, I read somewhere uh, or overheard a conversation that it's an industry that's not going backward at the moment. Plenty, no. plenty of work, you're right? Yeah. And the last, the last three months has been, actually this year in particular has been really busy really busy um i'm sure that we will be you know you, you, you've got the tiger woods background there if we get to making this one up on the uh, youtube you can see the tiger woods background uh walking over the swilkin uh burn bridge there at st andrews what a lovely bridge I, I got to stand on that and walk over that myself this year and uh it is a special place um i heard colin montgomery saying today i didn't read the article but suggesting that tiger should have uh retired on top of that swilkin bridge but uh tiger can do what tiger wants and yeah rocket uh you you sort of referred to you're going to do a tiger woods you can do what you want to mate but i'm sure that will always be tapping on your um the message board for you to come back from time to time and yeah, you might have to do a bit of backroom power broking, you know, a la Tiger style. Yeah, you might have to you know, call the meetings. You might have to do some investig investigative work and just feed the machine with uh, the font of knowledge that you are and uh, just let Karidi and I uh, just, um, you know, feed off your fodder. And as I say, we, you might be able to help us out with some other stuff. You know, Mike and I and, uh, and yourself have got some, some plans. We want to keep doing this. We want to do more. We want to do it better. Obviously, it's, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's a, it's a passion project, you know, it's a bit of fun and there's a bit of work in putting it all together. So we'll, we'll try and deliver more, try and deliver better. And, uh, and if you can continue to be part of that, it'll be great, mate. Um, but I'm sure that you'll be able to feed us a whole load of stuff that we can, um, have you here all the time, but just maybe not physically magic, yeah. magic Mike. Uh, how, how are you? Uh, for those that have just joined us in the last 12 months, uh, this time last year, you would have missed it. And you missed one of the, you know, great moments of my love of golf podcast uh, year. Uh, it's called Pete Cheese Week, uh, and it, it's, we're on the doorstep of Pete Cheese Week. It's when Mike Caridi, King of King Island, um, unofficial, goes nuts um, in the business of uh, King Island dairy cheese because uh, the world of cheese explodes. Um, we got any? Has how is Pete Cheese Week shaping up? Uh, it's very busy and it's, yeah, it's probably, I probably lied last year. It's probably more like cheese month. Um, December's, uh, a bit nuts as a lot of people are entertaining and starting to catch up with family, especially after many years of being locked up. Competitors doing dodgy stuff in, in Woolies. Oh. I'm sending like covert oh. 
kind oh, of yeah. pitches. <laughs> Rockets working working the north states for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've had uh, it's been very busy. Yeah, very busy. Yeah, everything's on special this week across the world. So um, yeah, King Island and Tassie Heritage and Mersey Valley, all absolutely flat out. And um, yeah, for context, I think in Woolies we'll probably be sending him. I don't know. Four or five hundred thousand boxes in the next three weeks, or in these three weeks, just of, of our cheeses. That's a lot of cheese. Well, if you want to keep Mike Caridi happy, uh, and if you are out buying your cheese, there's only two things that you have to do. Um, you have to buy King Island dairy products. That's a given. But you've got to go and buy it from Woolies because because uh, <laughs> Mike Mike yep. looks after Woolies and makes sure that those shelves are stocked. If you don't see a shelf stocked at a Woolies of King Island dairy, please immediately send a photo to the Instagram, and <laughs> I will personally take it up with the King of Woolies King Island dairy. Um, That's it. And anyone that does send me a photo of King Island cheese on the shelves at a Woolies. Uh, there is definitely something coming in the mail to you for Christmas. Uh, I don't know what that is, and if we get a, a subject to the first ten photos that I get, all right, we'll get you a, a dozen <laughs> a dozen golf balls. Send me a picture of you and King Island cheese. Uh, anyway, that's... there's been some uh, there's been some listeners that have gone red hot. I know um, Old Salty, and there's a couple of others that, oh, and of course Rocket, that are dedicated to the uh, to the smoked cheddar now. But um, yeah, a few people, a few people are very religious to it, which is good to hear. You, you, cannot, you cannot beat the triple smoked. That's so yeah. good. Any tips for anyone that's uh, just embarking on their, you know, developing a cheese palate? You know, that might um, be just be going away from the, the 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 other brands. You know, your typical coon cheese yeah. or whatever it's called. You know, it's, no, just get the just get the triple, our, that's just get the triple so smoked cheddar. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It starts and eat, ends. You can eat cheer cheese and Devondale and. Um, yeah, they're all my cheeses, all my brands as well, so that's fine. Okay. Um, uh, if you're gonna, if you're making something for a platter at home for Christmas, I'll give you three or a couple of tips. First one is you want a white mold cheese, which is a brie or a camembert. Everyone, everyone eats that. You want a cheddar. If you rock it, it has to be the smoked cheddar. And then I always say put a blue on there or something that's a little bit different because there will be people that'll eat it. And if you don't like blue or you're not sure about it. My, my second tip would be eat a little bit of blue cheese with a little dollop of honey on it, just on a, on a cracker. It, it is exceptional. Mm. You'll find yourself polishing off <laughs> a wheel of blue cheese in no time with just with those little, one of those little um, capilano or whatever, the honey, you just do a little drop drop on top of it. Oh, yeah, so they've got the, the um, yep. the, yeah. It just, it makes a perfect little droplet on top. It's perfect. So yeah, that's uh, for me. It's Roaring Forties blue and with a little bit of um, with a little bit of honey. Perfect. I've never had blue cheese. The fact oh. that there's a we'll call it a fungi component to it. Like, <laughs> the whole well, it's cheese, all mold. It's, the cheese is all mold. Uh, it's all mold. I, like I grew up repulsing blue cheese. My dad would eat it by the bucketfuls. He would just like it would I would smell it and he would just put a a quarter of a wheel on it, a biscuit at a time, sort of thing. And, and I have tried it. You, know, you, you were kind enough to. Um, uh, drop off a Christmas cheese pack. Uh, no hints um, required for the next drop off of ch- Christmas cheese packs, Mike. Um, but you did drop off a Christmas cheese pack last year. Um, this year, the, maybe if there is the, some blue, I'll try it again. The key with blue cheese is if you're going to try it and you're not sure about it or, or if you're not a big fan historically, pick something that's a blue brie or, or pick something that's a bit lighter and the amount of blue vein in it. Don't okay. go and get a gorgonzola or something that's like full on um, blue because that's going to be quite strong. Get something that's a bit bit easy eating. Uh, 
Okay, well, a drummer golf. Yeah, we don't have cheese, but we've got plenty of great golf gifts for the golfers of Australia at the golf shops of drummer golf all around the country. There's 50 of them. Uh, you can go everywhere. There's a catalogue out now, and there's some great great deals on before Christmas. Get your vouchers and all that sort of stuff, and then come and spend them uh, when the sale comes on in uh, when's that? Uh, Boxing Day. That's when the sales are on. Um, can I introduce everyone to my uh, little dog? Well, she, she usually sits in here every podcast. And she sits in a bed that just sits behind me there, keeps me company. Uh, she sits here most days when I'm doing my video editing for uh, Drummer Golf DGTV. And uh, right now she's um, making noises she wants to get out. I don't know why, but I'm going to pick her up one sec. Come here. Come here. Come here. Or not going to pick her up. She doesn't want to. <laughs> I was going to say, last time you tried to do that, I reckon she was ready to bite your hand off. No, she won't bite me, but come here, baby. Yeah, no, not happy, Jan. Um <laughs> I'll let her out in a minute. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, uh, that's Peggy, the, uh, the podcast dog. Uh, just wants to get out and see her mum. Um, she she doesn't actually like me. She like, loves her mum, but I don't know why she would choose to sit in here. Maybe she's a big fan of, uh, she, yeah, she wanted to say goodbye to Rocket. That's it. <laughs> Rocket's done his swan song and she's off. <laughs> she's gone. Peggy, see ya. Uh, anyway, golf. It's been, it's been a massive year, like really, in the context of golf, golf tournaments, competition golf. Um, it's hard to get your head around what has happened, how it all transpired and the, the machinations and minutiae and the stuff that, you know, the first half of the year that we were sort of hypothesizing around and pretty much most of that came to fruition. Uh, it's not going away. And, you know, even just today or yesterday, we hear of another golf tournament format being um, presented for introduction next year. Another concept of a team's event. Interesting to see how that's going to pan out. But, it, you know, who wants to start off with, you know, having a bit of a wrap on the highs, the lows of the golfing calendar as we've seen it, as we've discussed it, as we've visited it and participated in it in some respects. Um, I went to a major. Um, one of the other four of us of the Mile of Golf uh, podcast team who isn't here, the doctor, went to a major. And uh, Mike and I, we went to an Australian major. Um so who wants to go first? I've got to let the dog out. So you guys talk. Okay. <laughs> or do you want to do you want to rock it? Do you want to look at it major by major, or do you want to go headlines? What do you feel? Oh, I reckon if we just do the, I think we get do the majors because yep. then because I think to summarise the the year, you know, we we could churn up probably most of the call on that. So let's give the majors their due. And then, then yeah. I think the summary is everything else because really it's yeah there's there's a lot of things that happened after each of the majors and, and you know and through the year and it was just yeah, yeah it was it's quite it's quite it's big year. quite heavy yeah it's quite yeah. heavy it's quite heavy we'll, we'll go through we'll, we'll, well I'll give you the rundown on the majors you guys give us your thoughts and then we'll each I'll go one by one yeah and then we'll do some rundowns and you can tell us because yeah you're probably right there's a fair chunk that um. That did happen this year, as we as we all probably aware. So the first one, as usual, is the Masters. So the Masters was Scotty Scheffler, and for anyone that doesn't remember, he brained them. He finished at ten under. Uh, Rory finished at seven under. He only finished at seven under because he shot sixty four in round four. If he didn't shoot that score, second would have been five shots back at five under with Lowry. So um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty um, impressive. Uh, display. He probably looked like he was playing a different course to everyone else for a long time. Uh, making up the top five after Scheffler and McElroy were Lowry, obviously. Um, Cam Smith, his first, you know, um, or oh, sorry, second big result of the year because he'd won the players. 
Uh, Morikawa had equal best round. Oh, sorry. He had the second best round of the day on the round four playing with Rory. They both hold yeah. out from the bunker on 18, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> that was it. Both yeah, they did. Unbelievable finish for them. And uh, a name that finished T6 is a guy um, that comes up a little bit later in the in the year's results, which is a little man, Zalatoris. Yes. Do you guys remember much about the Masters? Uh, Cam Smith and that chunk chip on the third. Oh, that's right. I didn't remember that. Because remember, he birdied. I think they were only – were they tied? He, it was he, only like a shot. It was only like a very small um, – Yeah. Very small difference, and they were both in a similar spot, and it was Cam Smith. No, Scheffler had chunked his first, and it went down the hill. And then Cam Smith, you're thinking, if he just gets this up on the green somewhere, like you're thinking he's short game, right? I remember watching it thinking, oh, my goodness, like there's a two-shot swing about to happen here. So which would have meant he's either would have been tied I can't remember where it was either going to be tied or he might have taken the lead. I'm not sure. Yep. And then, you know, so you're getting excited and then he chunks it and you just go, oh. And then she- and then it rolls back and then Scheffler's playing next and Scheffler jams it for the birdie and Smith makes the bogey. So then there's two shot swing back the other way. And from there it was like it was pretty much – Scheffler, I think they just gave him the momentum to just continue on. And then Cam Smith was just sputtering along, you know, kind of, I think just that hole broke him for that, for the um, rest yep. of the tournament. He just felt like he was just pressing. Well, that you're right. So he, he oh, and and remember everybody, if you do want to know a bit about the Masters, you can go back and watch every shot because they're all there on the website. Yeah, um, good. So I've just opened up. But yeah, uh, final round, Smith birdied one and two. And That's on the it. third hole, he was about to tee off, and he was eight under with the leader at nine. So he's one shot off the lead. Yeah, yeah it was going to be – I'm thinking at bogey. least a one or two-shot swing. Yeah. So it was like at the worst, you're thinking he was going to probably be tied going on to the fourth hole. Yeah. Because then, because did Scheffler bogey the one of the first two? Uh, I can tell you. They're all there. Or he just went par. I think he just went par, par. He went par, par, birdie three. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. Right, so he just, just, just did what he had to, I guess. Yeah, so that just that hole alone was the swing in the tournament. That was the, you know, if it goes the other way, you know, we're probably talking differently, yeah. potentially, um, and it could be someone else winning it differently. You know, it may not have been Smith, but it could have been someone else because because after that, you know, Scheffler just sort of put on a bit of a clinic, really, and it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, a um yeah, it's 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 funny looking back at it because you think about Cam Smith's year and we'll get to his 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 rest of his year, but yeah, one one poor chip or one poor short shot has probably cost him a chance at being a green jacket. And one good part later has probably given him a great chance of or did give him a chance of winning. Well, you never know what he's thinking, right? No one's actually asked him the question to say, you know, what impact did that shot on the third have to how you played your final round at um, at the Open? Because his final yep. round, you think of that front nine, like he just he put the hammer down. Yeah, his game was you know his game all year was red hot, right? And um, but you know 
as it is with plenty of players, is they'll have one tournament where they do something and it's like, you know, is it a bad chick, right? But is it was it one of those ones where he didn't have conviction, right? It's a, you're in two decisions, you just weren't committed. And then, you know, that they do a reflection on on how they played and they go, do you know what, I wasn't con- I wasn't convicted in what I was doing. And, and you know, he's made it, you know, made some other changes, right? So when he was in contention at the Open, like he's just probably gone, no, I'm just going to stay really committed to all of my shots. And if you look at this, some of the shots he hit, they were just, yeah, they were, a lot of them were aggressive, but, you know, he played just a really great, um, game. I know that's talking about the open, but it's like no, no. I was going to say we probably should just. Uh, oh, we we don't have to do them in order. I think we probably it's a good segue into the one that went that Ross went to. So tell us, Ross. Actually, before we go there, the other thing that was a highlight for me out of the Masters was um, Teddy Scott's um, uh, Instagram post with the flag <laughs> stick post the Masters. That was some- only you could find Ted Scott a caddy at the Masters as a highlight of the Masters. Well, outside I think, of, I think outside 20... of Hideki's caddy dipping his head at, and bowing, that was exceptional too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think, you know, 20, 2020, um, 2022 is the year of the uh, the super caddy. You know, there's, you know, there's, we can draw lots of parallels with plenty of players that um, change caddies and, and it had immediate impact. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. The Open, Ross. Uh, the Open, well, talking about Cam Smith, I distinctly remember seeing Cam Smith you know, early doors, like on the Wednesday when I got there and in the players area there. He had a Brisbane Broncos backpack so that he would turn up with his, he's obviously a Brisbane Broncos fan and he had a Brisbane Broncos backpack. He had his um, you know, a very small posse, but there wasn't a lot of, you know. Fanfare. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of fanfare. Like with yeah. some of the other t- players that I was sitting there, you know, sort of fan gazing at you know they all had a posse and there was a lot of you know high-fiving and sort of you know fist slapping and fist bumps and that sort of thing and um you know great to see a you know a lot of gesticulating you know but with cam's team nothing and you didn't see a lot of him around the players area um but we walked past him a couple of times and it was just almost like head down straight to the point focused hit the balls get on with it and you know rory was a little bit like that as well you know you hardly saw rory maybe you saw i saw him warm up in the gym um one morning before his round but you know he wasn't hanging around with any of the other sort of fanfare you know like fanfare as in you know the players sort of fanfare and all the hangers on around the players lounge you know he he didn't see rory there you didn't see cam smith there you didn't see phil there but you know you saw pretty much most of the others there at some stage so you know not that that's an answer to, you know, but maybe it's an insight into he was he was ultra focused mm. at that time, and and, and I and I'm sorry I don't mean to go, yeah, I don't think he's that guy either. I mean I don't know if I shared yeah. it on the podcast, but when I was up in Brisbane for the PGA, I saw Cam at um, what's the big famous pub? Well, the better million Bre- famous pubs up there, Brecky Creek Hotel, and I was meeting a mate there for dinner, and out of the pokey room walks Cam with. Matty Kelly, Leisha's caddy, and and I think it was Cam's caddy on the pints, just enjoying life. And they'd clearly just been in there having a bit of fun, watching a bit of the races or whatever they were doing. And then Cam was shooting off to probably get ready for Pro-Am Day. And they could have been just three blokes sitting in a tab or having, you know, like they're not, there's no, there's no way any other 
top 10 golfer in the world gets around just like that. They just don't. And he just <laughs> the most relaxed bloke in the world. Well, his uh, his celebration of that win that you know, the five da- five days later back to back. I think to, that was a, that's a, I think he was at the same pub. Could, yeah, probably could. I think it's back in Creek again. Probably, yeah. probably could have been, but that was classic. That was all time Cam Smith. You know, and everything that we've talked about him, you know, in all of the you know, discussion around live and and why he would why he wouldn't should he shouldn't he all of that sort of stuff. You know, like you know, he just wants to you know the the I guess the hypothesis that he just wants to play golf wants to go fishing, wants to hang out with family and friends and mates and have a good time. Uh, you know, if there was ever any sort of analogies in through his behaviours and the way that he demonstrates that, you know, that was a pretty good insight. Into the he, way that he, the, yeah, he, what you see, definitely what you see is what you get. And, you know, something like the, the majors, you know, if you treat those, if you decide to treat those a little bit differently, then that's that's what he does, right? Because they're, they're the, that's the big stuff. Mm. But back right. to, back to the open. Uh, wow, I haven't. I'd been to the 2016 Open at Royal Troon, and it was great. But this Open was. I don't think I'll ever see an Open like that again. Just with all the history and the and the ceremony around it, the you know the photo with Max. Yeah, oh. the photo with Max. The uncredited uncredited photo that Max posted that I took of him and Lacey. Um, have they had the baby yet, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The baby. Congratulations yeah, yeah. to uh, Max and Lacey. And um, it was a pleasure to take uh, the photo of you, Lacey and Max, when you're on the, uh, the Swilkin Bridge uh, as sitting behind Rocket in um, uh, where Mr. Tiger Woods is standing. Well, I took a photo of uh, Max and Lacey. Uh, and just to remind everyone that Max just appeared like an epiphany, like a little rocket epiphany uh, on the 18th fairway. I was walking up there just trying to take it in, earn, uh, just sort of – Ernie had walked off on the 17th to uh, to go to back to the hotel. He just basically hit his drive, six or seven drives or whatever it was, up to the middle of the 17th fairway and said, okay, boys, I'll see you later, and just walked across, stepped across the stone fence straight to his room. And uh, I thought, oh, 18th, oh, what do I do here? Can I turn left and go back to where the car is? Or I really should walk up this 18th fairway because probably not, not going to get to walk up the 18th fairway in an open scenario on 150th open ever again inside the ropes. And uh, we get to the bridge, and then all of a sudden, Max Home is standing in front of me, like, like he'd I'd seen him way earlier in the day, like, and then wah, there's Max. And I was like, had to, I had to do it, <laughs> Max. Uh, can I get I, yeah for my boy Rocket? Can I get a photo, please? Yeah, no worries, <laughs> no worries. And then and then Lacey turns up and says, Oh, you look like you know what you're doing way around the camera. It's, we've got the same gear. Uh, take a photo because my friend missed it up. And then Max goes and posts my photo, and didn't credit me. Anyway, didn't go to the random not, bloke. Not dirty. On, on the <laughs> not dirty. The random dude inside the race. Not dirty. Who was that fellow again? I got no idea. <laughs> Some dude. Um, ah. This week, the, the open replay was on this week, and yeah. I sat down to watch it. And I know we all think back to Cam's part on the road hole from off the green oh. as, as an unbelievable like shot and the one that, that a lot of people will think back forever in a day and go, that that's what won it. But do you know what won it? The putt that he made after that, the putt on seventeen that he made after that was unbelievable. I mean, he made putts all day. He made putts like nobody else. The he putt, shot sixty. The putt, the putt for par. The putt for par. The putt for par. Oh, yeah, was, it's better. It's better. Twelve, it was like 12 feet. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't remember it being that long. I, in my brain, he'd hit that putt around the bunker and had rolled up to you know five feet. And he tapped it. You know, he made it. It was not no. close to that. It was no. he would he would be making five. Well, normal people, normal PGA Tour pros are probably making sixty percent of those. 
I reckon he made a hundred percent of them all day. Oh, anything from fifteen feet and in, like it just looked like he was putting into like the biggest bucket. Hmm. It was, oh, and I'm it was. Look, well, they weren't lipping in, were they? They no. were always. They were all all going in center cut, perfect speed. Like he was, he was on like Donkey Kong. Strokes game putting, he was plus two point eight eight in the Open Championship. So they picked up nearly three shots on the field just with the putter, yeah. as you can imagine. The, with, with, that was for the week, was it? That's for the week, yeah. Unbelievable. You know, you, I, I always maintain, I've played the course once, but you know you have to be putting well. If they might not run as fast as some of the other tournaments, but you have to be putting. You have to be iron play beautifully because those hills, humps and hollows and swales on those greens are much bigger than you get to see on TV. And just the sheer expanse of those greens, like if you get out of position, you know, you, you're in this no man's land and it's like such a – it's so – disconcerting to putt on because you've got this massive expanse so, so, of green. So, so three putts are good. We, we don't have a re- – you know how you yeah. just have a reference? Like on, a frame of reference, yeah. yeah. You, you just don't have that same reference and just shows how absolutely phenomenal, you know, the difference is you said last week, you know, these guys are playing a different game. You know, those yeah. guys that, that there are playing a different game. They are. Um, what, what I was going to say about the 17th, you know, and I sort of – was side on to that across the other side of the fairway and you could just see it, you know, through the swarm of people. But for me, it was the decision, you know, that the putt, the fourth putt for par was fantastic. Yeah. The putt up onto the green, but just imagine being, having to make that decision, you know, whether it was it an automatic decision, I'm going to putt, I'll have to putt this or I'm going to chip it, you know, was the, the chunk chip, a factor or you know, who knows, mm. but I don't know if he's, oh. there's any commentary that he's spoken about that decision around just putting it up know. there. I think Aussies, I think our brain works differently to players that haven't played on hard and fast. Like, yeah. I don't think an American would have putted that. I think they would have gone for the 60 degrees straight away. Yeah, 60, going a little bit wider, tried to sort of spin it, hit a little spinner in there or something mm. like that. Yeah. Um, And, and the, the thing with the putter, it's hitting the shot removes a lot of risk there, but then you have to get your speed right. Because if you, if he's, Two things. If it's it's a if it doesn't have enough juice, it's like Rory, and it's into the road hell bunker. Or if it has too much, it just has, it only has to have a little bit too much, and it's it's over oh. onto the road. Well, to give you the numbers by round rocket, in round one, Cam Smith was plus three point eight two in putting strokes to the field. So that's round one. I'll come back to round two. Round three, he lost 1.65. Had a bad to, day. Was, he didn't make anything say, round three. Yeah, I was about to say third round was not He, was not he great didn't, make, he didn't make anything. No, he didn't. He, he, he shot plus one. Yeah. Round four, he was plus 2.91. But in round two, he, he shot eight under and was plus 6.2 shots to the field. That's That's nearly a shot and a half better than second for the day to give you an, to give you an example of of how good six shots i can't even give you an example of how good that is. nobody picks up six shots that's like that's just not that's a freak show that's making everything so yeah that's a very 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 good week with the putter which is you know yeah well he's i think proven proven to be a freak with it yeah so his final round the his strokes gain probably would have been higher but if you look at the leaderboard, 
it was it was Birdie City. It was Birdie City um, in the final round. So I think the wind had obviously it was there's still wind, but not as much. Yeah, from, from what so I could Cam, tell. Cam, Cam, only because I watched it the other day. Um, Rory was in the final group with uh, Victor, I think. Yeah, and they were plodding along. Victor shot seventy four because uh, Cam was playing with Cam. Correct. Rory shot seventy, but the two Cams were the ones that made the charge. Cameron think, Young shot sixty five. I just think he made it. He made that double on ten. Was it ten? Twelve. Cam Young. Young. He made. Uh, he bogeyed nine. Yep. Which we uh, he drove it up. I think he drove it left in the. Yeah, his left. driver was because he hits a ball a long way. If he gets it remotely off, it's. It was nine, and he, I think he made a double somewhere else. I can't find it. Doesn't mean he didn't make twelve. It. Yeah, um, finished one yeah, shot back. Finished one oh, shot back. Yeah, his yeah, like it, wow, watching Cameron Young tee off on eighteen and then hit that drive up the oh right, my up goodness. the right hand side that flirted with the the fence, the out the OB, and then just skated right. and railed around. Did uh, did he? He didn't make the two, did he? No, he had, no I think yeah. he knew he. I think he knew he had to make it to yeah. try and force a playoff because yeah. no, no, that was the. the he did. He made the two. He made the two. Yeah. That's oh, right. that's right. Because Cam, because yeah. Cam, because Cam hit that beautiful little wedge shot up there, yeah. nice and close, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, it was still a bit of a knee knocker when the bloke, <laughs> when it's, when the other guys, um, when the other guys made that made that putt made the putt that means you have to make yours for the win in, in uh, regulation. Yeah. And then that's that, not- that left Rory to try and shoot for the moon, which he didn't get close. Well, you think about that, right, Cam? What he had to do on seventeen, and then also then what he had to do on eighteen to win by one. Yeah, yeah, he was nails, no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, uh, just given the top five again is Cam Smith first, Cam Young second, one shot back at eight, 19, 18 at Rory, and then back to fourteen Fleetwood, fourteen Hovland, thirteen Harmon, DJ thirteen. Yeah, big difference. The one that probably needs a shout out is the Aussies that finished top twenty. Yeah, Herbie, Min- Herbie, Min- Min- Minwoo wow. T twenty one, Adam Scott T fifteen, Anthony Quayle T fifteen. Mm. So I can't forget about Herbie was a bloke that I didn't think would um I didn't not that I don't think he can play those courses. He clearly can. He's shown that playing on the European tour, but I don't know. I, I wasn't I wasn't thinking he was gonna be the top Aussie for the week, but he did it and he did it easy. Yeah, yeah. He just stayed he just stayed there. He did he just had stayed. you know, I guess what was his round? He got his scores there, like he's uh seventy seventy so seventy 68, 73, 67. So 10 under for the week. Still good golf. Yeah. So the, six, um, the 73 was the wor- obviously the worst round there. But, yeah. you know, he didn't have one of those second round or, you know, Herbie type rounds where he loses probably five shots and then has to pull back yeah. eight, eight on the final round. No. Nah, yeah. he, he, yeah. tripled, he tripled the road hole on, on round three. Yeah. Even yeah, if that's, that's right. bogey, he finishes top 10. Yeah. Oh, he finishes T8. Didn't he OB it? I know he must have. Yeah, I haven't got Can't the pictures. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Herbie, he's pulled. Uh, I don't know why, but he's pulled out of the Sandbelt Classic. So I was looking forward to seeing him down there, but he's um, withdrawn. He and Karis Davison have both withdrawn from. Uh, must be that injury then again. He's back. Yeah. I think it's memory. What was the other one he pulled out of? PJ. Yeah, his back was playing up. Mm. Yeah. Um, but Cam Davis is in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so that's good. I was just checking the field before for next week. You'll be out there, Ross, I'm guessing, at some point. 
Uh, I'll, pro- I'll definitely go to Pinch the Kingswood. I'm catching up with the um, the ground staff in the morning and um, ground staff. Yeah, yeah. I'll go what are you gonna do? I'll go and take some photos of the of the uh, ground staff at work. Um, nice. Just to help showcase the fine work that uh, the guys and girls on the team at Peninsula do, putting that course together. Um, I think they appreciate a member going out and taking some photos and, and sharing those around with Absolutely. The, the member cohort. And I get down there nice and early, and uh, and um, yeah, it's good. And and you know those guys down there are fantastic. They do a wonderful job. And you know I don't know them really, but you know I went and had lunch with last year when I did it. Went and had lunch with them. Uh, they do a quiz and. Uh, you know, they just they're just going about their normal day's work, and um, they just turn the place out wonderful. And I think they appreciate someone taking an interest. So I'll go and do that again, and it's good to, for, for learning. So yeah, um, so we'll be down there. Uh, but yes, yeah, and Andrews, oh, wow! If I, if I never went to another golf tournament again, um, you know, and that was the last, that'd be okay. But it was just a great great place, great week, and I just hope that yep. I can do something like that somewhere else in in Scotland, and it's it's that good again. Um, yeah. Anyway. Cameron Smith, what was next? Well, we're going to jump backwards. We're yeah. going to go back to the PGA. Hmm. And uh, I think it was probably one that people look back to, to see who won, and that was Justin Thomas in a playoff over um, Will. But I think the week probably belonged to the guy who gave it away, and that's Mito. I think Mito Pereira was – he owned the tournament up until the 72nd hole when he hit that drive that scuttled off into the creek. And – um yeah, that was the end of him. He compounded uh, a couple of issues, made the double, and then missed the playoff by a shot. So he missed the playoff by a shot. Another familiar name, one of Rockets' favourites, Cam Young, finished T3 with him. Yeah. Tommy Fleetwood, T5, who was up there, I think, in the uh, in the open as well. Chris Kirk, Matt Fitzpatrick, T5. Rory, T, uh, Rory 8 um, as well. But the two that probably... Uh, the talking about were JT and Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris had obviously gone quite well in the Masters. Um, they got to that playoff, and it was the first year they did the three-hole playoff. I don't know if you remember. And that was the aggregate score for the PGA this year. So the first hole was a par five, and, and JT hit his drive off into the right rough, and Zalatoris was okay. And then Zalatoris knocked it on in two on the par five, and JT had to lay up. So... JT had a bit of pressure on him, hit his wedge to, you know, six feet. Zalatoris missed the eagle, and they both made par, uh, both made birdie. And I remember us talking about it at the time, Rocket. That was the point where you knew JT's got this because that was the point where Zalatoris had to make the most of being on the green in two, and, and, and he didn't, and that was his leg up. And the next hole, the second of the three playoff holes, was the drivable par four. And JT went off first and knocked it on the green. And Zalatoris uh, hit it off onto the right-hand side. And then he uh, scurried around and made his par on the short par four. And JT two-putted it for a birdie and went one up. And then they went down 18. JT actually – I went back and watched the replay this week. But JT looked like he, he nearly pulled a meter. And he literally looked like was very close to going in the water again like he did and, and cost himself. But he didn't. He did what he had to do, got it up on the green, uh, rolled one down to a foot and a half and then tapped in for par and Zalatoris made his par and JT won probably. I don't remember how, how many years it was after his first major, the other PGA, but um, yeah, a- another heartbreak for uh, Willie Z, who at that point had never still won, never won on tour. Oh, hang on, six? Yeah, six, because he won the PGA in 2016, I think it was. Yeah. It was one of those ones, and I'd bet, I'd bet, 
Justin Thomas that week, and if I could have sold my ticket on the 72nd hole for 1% of what Mito's a Mito ticket would have been, because as a friend who'd bet Mito at, I think, 250 to 1, I would have comfortably swapped tickets with him, so I felt quite bad for my mate. Actually, I'm just checking if I'm right or not. No, no, it's 2016, that's Jimmy Walker. No, uh, 17, must be 17. Do you remember much about it, Roscoe? No, I don't. But all I do remember is because I was working for pretty much uh, all weekend and whatever that time. Um, I do remember that the doctor was on the ground over there, and you he guys, was. yeah, you guys did. Um, yes, and a high commendation uh, goes to both of you for. I think the two the cut, mi- the cut shows, yeah, the two mid round cut, the two cut shows that you did. Uh, I remember listening back on the way home from the Saturday night of working, and. Uh, it was really enjoyable, and you did a great job. And you know, hopefully, if Rocket, if there is anything that you can uh, contribute to, it would be you'd pair chatting about the cut shows because you know you just uh, did a great job. I was that was gl- fun. I was glad that I wasn't there because I would would have just got in the way of um, <laughs> you know the quality that came out, and it was genuine quality, and it was a top commendation, uh, gold star standard to both of and, you. And having a, a I think. I want to say Doc was a semi-inebriated Doc calling in from the tournament. Was great. that's right? I forgot, I forgot we got him. We got him. We got we're getting in. a bloke calling in from the United States that after that spending <laughs> the day forgot. at Oak Hill. I that forgot. was that was pretty good. That's so good. Yeah, that was and that so was good. that was a good that was a good event. Um, definitely. Oh, we got to figure out who's going to beat the majors next year so they can die. Well, I was, I was just going to say definitely on the cars next year based on you know the the test uh, runs that we've had as the as run more, rates. Yeah, more um. More live, po- more sort of off the cuff live podcastery. You know, whether it's on the course, whether it's at a tournament, whether it's somewhere, we should just do more of that because yeah. Uh, now last week, last week, yeah, last week was it last week the Australian Open? I can't remember. Yeah, that's two weeks ago now, nearly. That 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 was great, yeah. and the sound came through really good. I don't know if anyone enjoyed it or listened to it, but yeah, no. no had, that, actually, in terms of comments, um, I had quite a few people say enjoyed. Sound like you was having fun, um, and just enjoyed the the you know the. The coverage, no, it wasn't coverage, but you know what I mean, like the the commentary sitting beside when something's actually happening, it was just um, a little different than uh, what usually happens. So we might try and do, you know, even on the golf course, mm. like, you know, we should just, you know, when we go and play with someone, we should just play with someone and mic them up and talk and play. Anyway, we'll see yep. how we go. Um, yeah, anyway. Well, yeah. We'll, actually, the other thing for that week as well, I remember that was when Cam Smith was striping at Tita Green. And his putter was ice cold. That's right. That's right. That was probably his worst putting. Actually, I'll look it up for you. That was probably his worst putting event of the year, I reckon. Yeah, it's like it was he hit, he's hit the ball better than he ever has. <laughs> like Tita Green, he was like leading the field. <laughs> so Cam Smith in the last 12 months has only lost shots putting. Uh, I'll say four times, but two of them are, 0.05 of a shot and 0.26. Um, at the Sony Open in Hawaii, when he missed the cut after the Tournament of Champions, which mm-hmm. probably was inebriated, no offense, but you probably were Cam, uh, he lost nearly a shot putting before he missed the cut. And the PGA, 0.87. He had a shocker for, in his standard, and his strokes gain approach for plus uh, 2.55. You got a very good memory rocket. That sums it up. He was, if he made. Any of that? How do you, how you lose strokes putting at nearly a shot against the field for each round and finish t thirteen? That's that's yeah, that's one I, that got away. I actually reckon 
So again, that that could have been the other spur, right? He's come off the Masters, then he backs it up with that, and he's probably just going, you know, why can't I put it all together? He's finished. He's finished it even. He's the the playoff was minus five, and he's lost four strokes, give or take, for the week. Yeah, I remember. I, I still remember watching him for that week, and he was. I remember we talking about we talked mm. about it on the podcast. He was striping it. Yep, nobody he's absolutely striping it. The person that finished closest to him in in strokes came parting loss. I'll call maybe Jordan Jordan Spieth point point eight one, and he didn't finish in the top thirty. So yeah, unbelievable. Um, the last major is another one where Willie Z was right in the mix. Scotty Scheffler, right. the Masters winner, was right in the mix. Rory was right in the mix. So Rory's finished T5. Morikawa T5 with him. Hideki fourth. Willie Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler both T second. But the man who overcame them, Fitzmagic at the US yeah. Open. That was uh, the one I look back and I think about. And in my brain, it was a playoff as well. When I think about that shot that he hit out of the bunker on 18, on I 18. always think that was in a playoff, but it wasn't. It was just regulation. So... He um he had to deal with Will Zalatoris, who was playing out of his skin for the second major in a row. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, who was, I think he was number one in the world at that time and playing yeah. great golf and had won the Masters and couldn't do anything wrong making a charge. Um, he his tee ball into the bunker on eighteen. I think it was a, with a three wood, and uh, put it in the one spot he couldn't he couldn't put it, and then somehow got it on the green and two putted. And and Willie Z had the putt for the playoff and it yeah i think it only just missed um yeah and, and that, that was it that was it for him well it's good to see Fitzmagic get up and, and get something that we've probably had tipped him for and was expected of him yeah he's a he's a, he's a been a great golfer um is a great golfer um, oh th- this was this was Fit, fitz magic yeah, the, w- winning there, there was some there his, was some his, uh, sprinkles his, his, in the data yeah. lake but he's one of those ones where it's like, you know, the wives that pick pick the colours at the races or something like that. Because <laughs> it's like the country club yeah. and, you know, it's the yes, – he won the right. US Amateur there, there. Yep. in 2013. Yep. He's that coming back there. Like there was all this talk about it and you go, yep. oh, come on. Like, no, it doesn't work nah. that way. It <laughs> doesn't work that way. But it did. It did. It did. Yeah, it did. So it'd be like the, you know, the, 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 the wives would be at the fence posts that have picked the – you know, whatever horse, you know, Silver Sovereign or whatever its name is, <laughs> you know, based on the colour of the... Like the colours. Yeah. Uh, oh, they've got, they got a nice mauve. Hey, uh, Rocket, I'll, I'll give you the tip. It's not only, uh, as you refer to the wives of uh, the pick horses that way, I'd pick horses that way as well too, by the way. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was a... um, It was a great win. He had a, he had a really good year. And I think you're right, Ross. I think it was the door that had to be closed for him. Hmm. And now the challenge for him is to yep. be to just continue. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't play too much in the US post that. He played Scotland, played the Open Championship, played the FedEx Cup playoffs events, and then he went over and played four or five events in Europe. So next year. And the Ryder Cup. And the Ryder Cup. But it'll be interesting to see how he gets back because I'm guessing he'll play in Sony. Uh, oh, sorry, he'll play at the tournament champions at Kapalua and then probably skip Sony and then be thinking players championship and then masters. And, and I think he's going to want to have a good start as they all do. But I think for him in particular, he's the sort of guy that 
he wants to prove it. It's just not a one-hit wonder, I would think. Yep. And, and and again, the caddy story. It was the you know, so it's like Billy Foster's first major after being the bridesmaid right. for twenty odd years. He's like got on the bag of certain champions. He at was the happier wrong than time. <laughs> yeah. He was happier than Fitz. He was in tears just about, <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was because he's been on the bag of like some real serious players and just been the bridesmaid for. I don't know, 30 something years. And it was like, you know, so you think about as a caddy, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome stuff because like everyone knows Billy Foster in terms of what he's yeah. like as a person and a human. And, you know, I think there were lots of players out on tour that were probably more happier than for him than, than they were for, for Fitzmagic. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. There were a lot of, lot of um, happy people on Twitter for sure. So they were the majors. Um, I don't think it's worth. I mean, the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup were this year. Well, you know, they're they in the last, they're in the golfing year and this calendar year. But um, we're probably better off having a think about. Well, that's up to you. Where is it? Highs and lows of people that were under and overs, or is it golf in general? Ross? Who who was who was your golfer of the year, and why? Oh, international, oh, oh. internet, non-Australian golfer of the year. Ah, oh, that doesn't help me. Um, I'd have to say it's to be honest, it's a really tricky one because I think the guy that is non-Australian that has to be golfer of the year is probably Rory, and it's not just the way that he played, but probably what he, what it looks like he's doing for golf. And I know the live people that like live will be against that, but I think he's probably um, I think he's done more to drive golf than any other player. In, in the last twelve months, outside of even just the the events, he's, events that he's played really well in, didn't win a major, but yeah. How much does you know the Tiger Rory consortium? You know, how, how much do you think it's been? Hey, Rory, it's Tiger here. Um, I need you to help, you know, get behind some of these concepts and I'm going to put my name to it and you're going to put your name to it, but you're going to be the guy that does all the work. Is it something like that? Or, you know, this, the, the TGWR or the T, whatever the, you know, the Tiger Rory Woods MT, whatever the name is, um, you know, is, is that the concept there? You know, Lucky Rocket, you've often, no, I don't know if it was in jest, chastising, you know, you've had names for him, the, the, Anakin, Prince of Pontevedra. Pontevedra. You know, that's he, what he is. Yeah, right? he's, he's come out. He's he, the chosen one. Clearly is. Um, but it seems like he's now putting his money where the putting his mouth where the money is, so, so to speak. You know, and sort of standing up to it and for it. What do you think of you know Rory the golfer this year and his performances, and then you know Rory's now what he's taking on in terms of you know taking the fight up to the live golf uh, empire. Um, I probably won't talk about the live stuff because everyone knows my position on it. And then even from Rory's perspective of what they're trying to do differently, I don't know, I guess I don't want to, because I go to a very dark place when I talk about this sort of stuff, because then I go into the shark and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, so I'll just stick with Rory, the golfer, um, his performances this year. It's, it's like, um, even though he, he didn't pull things off. Um, I get a feeling he found something that has not existed for a very, very long time, and it hasn't, and it's almost clicking. It's very close. I, it's very close. 
and 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 you know it's kind of the he's not my golfer of the year but you know what he's done this year has been phenomenal for the game and you know everyone loves Rory and you know he's and and there's a part of part of me that thinks that he's probably looking at it going he probably needs to shoulder some of the mantle that Tiger has shouldered for the last 20 something years and I feel like he's taken that responsibility to heart um and and he's not shirking from it because even during all the live stuff he's the one that puts his neck out there he's the most vocal one and it actually hasn't it actually hasn't hurt his game it feels like maybe it's given him a little bit of a spark maybe that's the thing it's like it's given him a focus because he probably really hasn't had a focus um and and hopefully it it continues to grow from here and we see a you know the next five years of Rory is better than the last 10 years of Rory mm. or the last five years of Rory. The last five years have been kind of, except for 2019, um, has been quite disappointing. This year for Rory, 23 starts, 14 top fives, Oof. three wins around the world. Since, sorry, that's yeah. since October. Seven, October, he won the CJ Cup. He won the Canadian Open and he won the Tour Championship. He finished, he only missed two cuts for the year. That was the FedEx St. Jude and the Valero Texas Open. He had a 33rd at the players, T33. Everything else was a top 20 for the year and 14 top fives. Yeah. Actually, one of them was only fifth. The 13 top fours. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, yeah, that's. And, he yeah, he's, and he's not playing the PNC father-son. He's playing big events. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. He's found a gear um, and, you know, there'd be nothing more, regardless of him filling out his Grand Slam or not, but just him winning Art Major next year, you know, not only does he need that, I think golf needs that. It'll be a massive shot in the arm because it's it's 2014 um, PGA at Valhalla was the last time he won a major. That was 2014. That's a long time ago. Yeah, nine years. We're, 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 you know, we're going to go into nine years. So he needs to, he needs to cash in. Um, yeah, because that's what it is. It's a little bit more about legacy and stuff like that. You know, he's got four majors. He's better than four majors. Hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe this renewed focus gives him, gives him something that he probably has been missing. So it doesn't for me. It doesn't matter what one he wins next year, but I, I just want him to win one because I think it'll be, it'll be amazing. It will be amazing. Um, but my golfer of the year, and it's very biased. Um, I still think is um, my man Max. Oh, I knew you were going to say Max, but I can't argue with it. He had a oh. very very good year. But for me personally, like he he was cranking out the wins. He didn't have the same lull. He didn't perform in the majors as as I'd hoped, but I think it's it's around the corner and it's all part of the process. But he's and I and I actually think 2023 is going to be big because I think sometimes people can undersell um the performance someone has in a thing like a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup 
they're, they're, through the through the history and the annals of time, through the sands, through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Um, you, you can find where someone has made a Ryder Cup team or a President's Cup team and they've had this just individual blazing performance for the week and their next year or two after that, they go on this little bit of a rocket ship and they're either winning a lot more tournaments, contending, or eventually sort of win majors because they kind of unlock something. And his performance at the President's Cup was nothing short of just extraordinary. And his, um, his singles match against... Oh, who did he play? Because he was down too, and he just he just played um, Tom Kim. That's right, TK mm. with Skov on the bag. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, and he was like, was he? I think he was one down with like eight to play, and he just sort of just turned a switch and just turned on the bla- on, on the on the blazers and just um. You know, played lights out for the last sort of eight holes to to end up winning that match. So as a whole, um, I, I think you know that that puts him in good stead for twenty twenty three. But his twenty twenty two, I think he really put himself on the map as a as a legit player, right? And it's just him having more and more belief. You know, what is he now? Seventeenth in the world. Five years ago, he wasn't even he wasn't even on the PGA tour. Mm. He, he's, he was nearly going to give the game away. Well, 20, you can tell you, mate. I'll give you the exact numbers. The first time that he gets, I'm just trying to find him, even having a world golf ranking, I'll say September, August 2018, he's swimming around 500th in the world. Yep. Um, And, yeah, this week he... Just got his tour card back. Six. Uh, sorry. He's 17 at the minute, and Data Golf ranks him 16. So that's he's right around the mark, and there's it's no slouch effort. He's won twice this year, all the you know since uh, September last year. Um, yeah, when he's in the mix, he wins. You know, if you look at his numbers, if he's he's just getting better. He's just slowly he gets, getting he better up. and better and better and better, and yep. it's just and it's you know oh, I know for me it's a bit personal, and I've been on the the Max Homer journey for a very very long time. Um, but you know, for me, it's like, for me, it was player of the year because I think, do you know what? I'm, I'm, we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about this one. I'm looking forward to seeing how he comes out in the Netflix special when that comes out. Well, week, week after, uh, Super Bowl. Is that, are they already given a date? Uh, it dropped in a. The comment was dropped in Harry Higgs' interview with No Laying Up. He dropped that it comes out the week after the Super Bowl. I know wow. the No Laying Up guys this week. Good timing, right at the start of the season. Perfect right? timing. Yeah. The No Laying Up guys said they've spoken to someone who's seen edits and um, they're not connected to Netflix or the tour. And they said that it was exceptional. And even people that love golf, in the first two episodes, will learn something that they didn't know happened or was happening. I, I can't wait. Like it's going to be just, yeah, Elisa, Mrs. Magic Mike, you can <laughs> read in the other room because we're oh, you know, either watching this or, you, you know, you're doing something. <laughs> this, this is going to be a, a year for podcasts, you know, because, you know, there's so many big podcasts in the world that, you know, do reviews of shows like that. So um, we'll have to do a, yep. we'll have to do a Netflix uh you know, yeah. Blow by blow review. Um, do you want to know who my golfer of the year was? Yes, yes. you did. Not sorry, 
Sorry. Non-Australian, non-Scottish, please. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Uh, now, it's for totally different real. Yeah, it's it's aligned, but it's actually one of the golfers that one of you two have already picked. Does someone want to have a guess at who it is? It's someone that's already been picked. And I had picked it before you picked it. Well, do you want to have a guess? You two, Max, Max got you to take the photo, so yes. that's why? Yes. Oh, is it really? I, I, have forg- it. I have forgiven Max for not crediting me. He can have the photo <laughs> of he and Lacey that I took. That, that's And uh, I was always happy for him to have that without any credit. No problems at all. It was my pleasure, Max. But it is Max Homer, not only for his golf performances, which you have articulated, Rocket, uh, very well. Um, he is a favourite of the podcast. He is someone that you have brought into this podcast from pretty much day dot that you've been on Rocket. So you've been on his board for a long time. But I think that he offers, you know, we've sort of touched on it with the Netflix, but I think Max Homer offers some insights into maybe how some other golfers at the highest level could perform and behave in terms of what they give of themselves to the golf fans. And, you know, I've never been a massive listener of the No Laying Up podcast, but I have started listening to this year and I actually really enjoy every time that I listen because I learn something. Um, but when Max has been on and they get him on straight after he's had a win and it's just fantastic, you know, just to sit there and listen to him. He's just having a joke and he's just won a tournament and he's having a joke with these guys. So for someone that does that, um, you know, that's that's fantastic. And he does more than that. And he's just very um, giving of his of his self and his personality and, uh, to, to the golf fans. And I think if every if more golfers took a leaf out of the way that Max Homer carries himself and behaves in, in terms of how he presents himself to the golfing fans... Um, you know, we'd we'd see a little bit more. We have a little bit more insight. We've had we'd have something different and a different perspective rather than some of the robotic, you know, golfers that we get now. So for that reason, on top of his performances, uh, that is why Max is my golfer of the year. And um, of course, I'm always going to have the memory of meeting the man on your behalf, Rocket, <laughs> in front of the Swilkin Bridge. Uh, and I didn't I didn't meet him personally. I met him, you know, for you and only for you. And I was I was pretending to be you when I was there, Rocket. <laughs> I was so excited when you sent me that photo. <laughs> Other than you probably would, you probably would have touched him or hugged him. I'd probably stop, I put my arm around him, but I didn't hug. I didn't hug him or kiss him. Oh, I probably would have asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it okay to hug you, Mr. Homer? <laughs> well, you talk, and the, you know, I'm you know, we'll just going back to Max, but that's that that's why I've been that's why he's been endearing because he shares his journey, warts and all. Um, you know, and. You know, he started to do more of that other stuff when he was with um, with Shane Bacon, and but then he stopped doing that because um, it was just getting a bit much mentally for him. But you know, he does, and he, he made a promise to the no laying up guys after the first time he won, he jumped on and he's and he made a promise. I think Big Randy said, you know, for every win, we we need you to come on, and for the last couple that he, you know, they were not expecting him to call in, but he's calling them. Um, like, and so for example, the if everyone goes back to the episode um, where he won at Riviera. That's probably one of the best ones ever because he, he talks a lot about the ups and downs and the mental game and little things that he's learning. But, you know, just hearing when um, when Solly goes, you know, tells him all the things that he gets for winning this event because it's elevated and then um, he goes, oh, you know, it's a three-year exemption and Max is like, what? What are you serious? It's like you know he he doesn't realise that so normal tour events like two years because it's one of those elevated events he gets three and he's like what oh he's like you know so it's just just little things like that you know hmm. and um yeah I'll yeah I love the man uh, do you guys want to have a go at uh, 
top Aussie golfer of the year, and it can be you know men, women, or otherwise. Um, oh, it's, it's one really. Like, there's only there's only one, but he he would have also been my overachiever of the year. You don't you don't um, you don't think about where Cam was twelve months ago, and say by the end of twenty twenty two. He'll win the players and the open championship and come back here and comfortably win a PGA and just... who's who's the last per, who's the last player to win the players and a major in the same year? Was it Tiger? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. What year? Oh, that's your world. I wouldn't have a clue. I'd be guessing. Two thousand and one. There you go. Twenty one years. In the history of the players championship, any any player who's won the players, only Cam is one of three that have won a major in the same year. If you win the players, you're not going to win a major that year. So he won, um, well, he won the big one. He won Live Chicago. Um, he won the <laughs> Open Championship. He won the players and he won the tournament of champions, which he, he um, he's won Brain, four he times brained him in that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's why people were so disappointed, I think, when they knew they weren't going to see him playing regularly on the PJ Tour, um, or if ever again. But yeah, you look at his year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve top twenties, four wins in about twenty starts. Yeah. He, and he backs it up with peak, the P- Australian PGA as well. Peak, peak, peak cam. Like yeah. yeah. Hitting the absolute straps is best golf he's ever played. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give uh equal Equal slash, you know, lost on account back to Minji. Oh, oh, absolutely. That, oh, that US Open win. Oh, my US goodness. Open win. Yeah, how good was her year? Yeah. Man, she was, yeah. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to forget. Uh, well, you know, you, you, I got to see her play. I followed a group for a good few holes at the Women's Open <clears> at <throat> Muirfield. And, you know, once again, just a Cam Smith-esque, you know, head down, gets job done. No no fluffing about with the bad shot. It's just, you know, shot, shot, shot. And she, uh, she's just a great player and a, a great ambassador for Australia. Yeah. Golf. Brother could learn a few things about just uh, oh, yeah. keeping his rounds in, in yeah. check. Yeah. Cause unfortunately he's got that. It's him and Herbie. They both have it. There's a double and a triple in there somewhere. And it's just a matter of when it comes out mm. and, and uh, the, those, those they derail their tournaments, not rounds, tournaments. Um, a, and it's it's just one of those things where if if they don't have one of the if they don't avoid the doubles and the triples, mm. you know they're going to have a really really good week. And too many times, both of them, you see them contending, and there's one round somewhere where it's just the biggest brain fart of all time. And there's a double and a triple in there somewhere, and it just derails everything. It'll come with age, yeah. I hope, for yeah, both of them. Yeah. I think I love Herbie, but I think Min Woo is he's got the he's got everything. He's got all the all the skills. Yeah. Oh, he's no, he's got all the tools. Mm. Yeah, there's not there's not an he's driving. His driving is the. He's exceptional. That's his X factor, I think. Um, 
he just needs to iron out other little bits and pieces because I think his ability to be long and straight off the tee, that's 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 his forte. Versus his sister, where she's just probably the best ball striker on the planet in women's golf. Um, so yeah, well, Matt, that's Minwoo's gap. Yeah, there's the approach shots. I think you yeah. can tighten that up. Uh, I know uh, a uh, notable mention to Minwoo. Um, I'm not sure what you'd call that award if it's the Rising Star. He's to past Rising Star, but a notable mention. But I will give uh, the brother and the sister duo a very good mention for being. Just a great family, uh, golf family in Australian golf because I observed both of them and I don't know if you noticed, Mike, when we were hanging around the uh, putting green there at the on Media Street, um, you know, that they're both sort of waiting for each other at the end of the rounds there, both yep. hanging out at the end there at the function on the Tuesday night. They were both there sitting with each other, taking you know photos on the red carpet of each other and that sort of thing. And, and they're obviously a very close uh, family, which is well, which is great. Well, you think they probably don't get that they don't they don't get this opportunity very yep. often yep. to be together, right? You yep. think about, you know, they may only get to spend time together a month a year, yep. and that's at the end of the year, right? So for them to actually play a tournament and beat a tournament together, right? They they must look at that and just think it's Christmas, like literally Christmas. Yeah. Well, he he finished up on the Saturday. Uh, went back out and laid on the side of the 18th green, waited for her to come in, then walked kind of halfway back to the putting green. And then when she walked off the 18 green, put his arm around her to console. I think she had a bit of a poor third round from, don't remember, but I just remember him putting his arm around her. She was a bit flat. And then walked all the way back to the thing and chatted away. And then, yeah, it was it was good to see Ross. You're yeah. right. Okay. Um any other notable Aussies or things that happened in golf this year that are worthy of a mention? Foxy, I think, yeah, if we're going Australasia, um, you know, for me, Foxy. I, I got to chat to Foxy briefly. Um, now, my other director of drum and golf that's uh, alongside me there got to play with Foxy in the Pro-Am and, uh, and he came out and said, that it was one you know, he's played a lot of proams with a lot of you know high note golfers and he said that playing a round of golf with foxy was one of the best golf experiences he's had playing with a professional golfer in the many many years that he's been doing that at uh, golf tournaments i bumped into foxy the day after on the range and i don't know ryan fox um he clearly doesn't listen to the podcast because he didn't know me either <laughs> but um I said, oh, excuse me, Ryan. He was leaving. I said, excuse me, Ryan. I just, yeah, wanted to say good day. Um, you know, congratulations on a great year. Uh, my other business partner played golf with the yesterday. He says, oh, yeah, I, mean, I remember. Yeah, fantastic golf. I said, yes, mate. Mark plays off about two. Um, I said, look, mate, he just said how enjoyable the round was. And I just said, I just wanted to pass that on because he probably didn't say it. But, you know, to hear it from him and uh, congrats on a great year. And he said, thanks. That means a lot. And, um yeah, see you later, and that was it. But uh, yeah, Foxy gets a notable mention for uh, our cross the ditch uh, friends, um, and looking forward to another big year for Foxy next year. Big fan. They're great. He's yeah. Hopefully, he can just keep doing what he did this year. Be laughing. Uh, any other yeah. you know things of note that you want to sort of call out? Any people you want to say congrats or thank you to? Um, just from any of the golfing circles of your own personal worlds. Um, yeah, Rocket. Any any anyone that you want to call out, you know, the the Wayne Rostrans of the world or anything like that? Oh, you beat me to it. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So it's it's Wayne and Lona at uh, Drummond. They've been um, patient 
with me while I've been buying all these little bits of equipment, especially Wayne, like, you know, buying all this gear off eBay and then um, getting getting new shafts and particular shafts put in because it's for the for the trio for kitting out their bags and stuff like that. Um, they've been awesome. Um, and, you know, the, the, every time I take the kids in there, he's, he's so good with them. It's fantastic. Uh, and then, and then the the um, the kids um, coach at um, Golf Central, Quinton. Um, yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's fantastic with them. And um, yeah, they've yeah they've come a long way. It's just funny. I was sort of you know reflecting on you know watching them in that last couple of weeks and how they were hitting balls. You could kind of just see think little things were clicking, and you know it's quite it's quite awesome to see the journey that they've gone on. For 12 months and and on top of that really the only time they've been able to get a hit balls has been kind of on those sundays so i haven't kind of embarked on getting them out in the backyard and hitting wiffle balls and things like that or just taking them down to Belimba nine hole and just having a round every now and then so you know i've got to lift my lift my game in 2023 to get them out there playing just that little bit more just not just the practice which they do enjoy but just you know, the next evolution of um, their journey. Uh, and so just having people like Quentin and and Wayne and Lona on the on the little journey, it's it's um it's awesome. Did you say you go to uh Belimba Nine Holer? No, that's the that's been the plan, right? That oh, yeah. that was the I wanted to take so because it's a real short you know, the longest hole is like hundred and ten meters. And I'm thinking that's just the perfect place to take them for their first couple of rounds on a course because it's not too daunting it's not too big so um and yeah so the original plan was to take him there and then the week before i was planning to take him there hunter broke his foot and then you know he was in a moon boot for like six weeks and then um another two weeks of um uh, basically leaving his foot in a moon boot to make sure about it because i don't want him to um ruin his foot um in readiness for soccer season next year. So then, you know, everything blew out. I didn't want to take the other two and have him miss out. You know, so I wanted it to be all three of them. So I'm going to have to do that in the new year. Uh, Rocket, when you want a game at Bulimba, uh, I'm friends with the current club champion down there. He's also Tommy from TaylorMade. So I'll hook you up with Tom from TaylorMade. He'll take you down to uh, Belimba Nine Hole around there. Tom, Tommy from TaylorMade, is, is, that, is, that like, is that not just his name? But that, is that a, uh, you know... He is Tom from TaylorMade. He is TaylorMade Tom. He is one of the men from TaylorMade, based out of Queensland, but is a, a national man. Uh, current Bulimba uh, club champion, I believe. Uh, former former touring wow. pro. Former tour pro from Europe. Hits it a mile. Oh, we, Tommy and I are going to have to have words, are we? <laughs> but t- Tommy, I'll hook you up with Tommy from TaylorMade. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, anything else? Anyone else you want to say, say thank or pass on? No? Oh, what about you, uh, Mike? You must have a few notable mentions of experiences i've got a few so i'm, I'm just lining them up oh yeah no I, I i mean i would probably say big thanks to the and we did it last week um the golf media that gave us the tickets and and the access to really do something that we didn't think about doing um before it came around so that that was really appreciated last year and the guys there that, that looked after us which was which was really good for the pga and and the australian open a um, couple more tournaments to go. We still, we still have a chance to get up to the New South Wales Open on the border. Uh, so, yeah. He's on the border. So Yarrawonga, yeah. 
Uh, is Rich, it? Uh, Rich River, I think. Rich River, sorry. Well, when is it? They wouldn't be holding anything there anytime soon. Uh, it's next year. Oh. Uh, early next year. February, oh. March. February, March. Be very interested to see what the course looks like uh, yeah. after the floods. Um, yeah, uh, that that was good. I'll definitely be doing more of that. We'll, hopefully, we'll get to do more of that in the next 12 months as well. Um, that was really good. Big shout out to the listeners that get involved. I love the fact that, you know, we all get little random messages here and there and, and little um, little tags in posts and things like that. It really does mean a lot and it's good. And the more you do it, obviously, the, the more people that listen to this, and which is which is great. Um, but other than that, mate, it's been... It's been a very busy year for work and it's been a very busy year with life with all of us, I think, and, and we've all had different things going on. And I think uh, it's it's be good to maybe just do a couple of little things in between now and when the season really kicks off next year. Probably have to get people thinking about um, the tipping comp and all that sort of stuff. But no, that's it, mate. No no other major big thank yous for me. Right, it's outside, outside of you, really. Thanks to you, of course, Mr. Ross. Uh, I just pressed the button. I just pressed the button. and No, I know, but... You, every time I go in there, the Titleist Pro V21s are always in stock and <laughs> you're always happy to sell them to me, mark them up 25% above, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever they were on the shelf well, when I picked them up. Well, there's been a shortage and we've been on rations. We can only <laughs> order like eight dozen at a time. So Every you know. every time it's like, oh, we won't have any 21s left. Oh, there they are. No, nobody wants those. Just um, <laughs> did, you, did you start, Rocket, I think, I think you did. No, you got, no, you started with a... No, you got a new driver. Your your change in the bag rocket was a new driver this year. Yeah, the one that you got me. Yeah, okay. So you got a new driver. That was the only thing that changed in your bag because people always mm. ask me, oh, what, "What's in the bag? What are you playing with? What's new?" And and I do change a bit of gear. So I'm going to run through what I started and finished the year with oh, in a minute. Before you do, yeah. I've, I've I've got a whole. I just thought about it. Then I've got a whole new bag except for one hybrid because so, we changed the clubs last year. Oh, that's right. Was, you did too. Yeah. We changed the wedges at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And got we the changed cheat the driver. Stick. The yep. cheat stick. Not the cheat <laughs> stick. Callaway <laughs> low spin epic driver. Um, we bought the new ping putter a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the only thing left is a little Callaway hybrid. Oh, a, which you'll never change. With a little, fer, what do you call it? The feral thing? Fer, fer, what's the thing? The, the feral? Not, yeah, not feral, so. F-E. Yeah. The thing that at the base of the club, on the neck of the club, the little plastic thing that's broken. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. feral. Yeah, the feral. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Every so, time Ross picks it up, he's like, you got to get that fixed. No, I don't really care. Okay. No. Um, so you, so your Callaways came this year? So you, they start, they, you got those this year, right? We picked them up Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. 12 months. Well, people always ask me. I started the year with some irons. I think I started the year with G410 ping uh, driver, three wood, five wood. Um, they got put out of the rotation. The irons were, I think I started the year with some tour edge irons and some Titleist Vokey wedges. Uh, the irons' first rotation went into the Strixon ZX7s, aka, um, you know, uh, Tommy, uh, not Tommy, um, Shane Lowry. Uh, the driver went in that was a TSI3, uh, which is a great driver, that went in. Uh, the three wood went out. I played without a, a three wood. Uh, and then. Come mid of the year, the irons were replaced again. Uh, they went to the Callaway TCBs. The wedges went to the Cleveland CBX2s. They still remain in the bag. They're the cavity-backed wedges for those looking for all-round forgiveness and playability. And my short game definitely needs all-round forgiveness. Uh, the driver, which is in there right now, is the Rogue ST LS with the 
Tensai White 1K X-Flex 60-gram shaft. Unbelievable driver. That's low spin for all of you people L- out there. LS low spin. That's, uh, my, it, that's mine. And my in the, uh, choice. In the bag next to it is the TSR3. So I got fitted for that and I'm still trying to come to terms with uh, that and the TSR3. We're both great clubs. But the other club that's in there is the uh, 3 UW. I got the 19. I say. Yeah, same that's, as, oh, that's the one I missed as well. I got the yeah. UW in as well. Same as you. And that is, again, thanks to the guys at No Laying Up for um, absolutely talking that up. And I thought it was just a bit of Callaway uh, salesmanship, but the thing is an absolute weapon. Uh, had to wait sort of five, six weeks to get it from shipped across from the States. But uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, and the putter uh, started with the year with a Scotty Cameron Trillium T22, sold that. Uh, and then I now have the ping in there and um, I've actually got a Cleveland. Cle- uh, sorry, the ping was in there. The ping's gone out and now I've got the Cleveland in there. The Cleveland HB Soft Milled. It's about a $200 putter and it's like a you know blade style putter and they've got a whole range of them. It's as good as anything I've put with. So $200 putter, you know, it stands up against the $600 putter. It's got a milled face, milled back. Okay, it's not German stainless steel. It's cast, but it's absolutely fantastic, and I love it. Um, so that's in the bag now. Uh, the Oggio bag, Oggio travel bag, that saw some action in overseas. Uh, the other thing, so thank you to all the people that have, um, you know, the club fitters and all of that that sort of put up with my P&A questions um, in the industry. Thank you. Uh, the other thing, thank you to you guys. I couldn't do this without you. You guys put all of the effort into making these weekly shows um, come to fruition. Your knowledge is astounding, and we will um, we will hear again from you, Rocket. So you're not gone. So you will hear from you, and it won't be probably too long at all. We'll probably tap on you, but um, Mike, you know your brain power and horsepower behind putting all of the stats together. I think we've just scratched the surface of what we offer and can offer the listeners in terms of um, the data lake and and having that as a, um, you know, really a, a robust thing that people will be drawn to. So we'll, we'll put more emphasis into that. Uh, we might try and, and we've probably said this before, but, you know, we'll probably try and expand the website and we'll probably try and get some newsletter type action happening next year and, and a heap of other stuff. There's, pl- there's plenty of changes, changes in my world again, um, work-wise, but, uh, yeah, and people I want to say thanks to, other than you guys, um, you know, all the people in the industry that, that do help me out, help this, um, you know, come together from a work perspective and a golf perspective, you know who you are, thank you. And the people we've met along the year, um, you know, we've ho- we started the year hosting, did we have Steve, was it Steve Britton this year? We had Steve out there, you know, that it's was, busy. yeah, that was the start of the international guesting uh, <laughs> um, at Peninsula Kingswood. Um, so it was great to meet Steve. You know, we've, he's also a guest on the podcast. Um, congratulations to Shane Darby over there in Ireland, a guest on the podcast who started his own wonderful, wonderful podcast. He's doing a great job. Interviewed in the most recent episode, um, Andrew Thompson, so Peter Thompson's son, and it is just a, a great listen if you want to know a little bit more about Peter Thompson and the world of Peter Thompson as told by his son, Andrew Andrew Thompson. Uh, fantastic. So congrats to Shane. It's a really good podcast. Congrats to another guest of the podcast who started his own podcast this year, Matt Mollica and uh, uh, Scott, um, who started the Australian Golf Passport podcast. Uh, it's doing great numbers. Um so people loving listening to that. So congratulations to you guys and all the other people that I've met, uh, you know, Ian Poisden and Josh Poisden from the UK, um, the guys from Donegal, uh, who else have we had out there? Ooh, um, 
UK golf guy, um, golf guy 77, Chris from the States, you know, the whole heap of people that we've uh, played golf with. And it's been absolutely fantastic. Josh, sorry, Josh over there in Scotland, uh, Robbie over there in Scotland, uh, the Lynx Diary guys who I caught up with over there in Scotland, they their latest issues just out. It's sitting up there in the in the bookcase. Mike, you've already got yours. Um, doing fantastic things. But it was great just to meet these people and go and play golf with them. Robbie, you're an absolute legend. You're an ambassador for the game of golf in Scotland, but in particular the Western Isles. Josh, can't wait to catch up with you again. Had a great day with Josh. Two great days. And talking about caddies, um, that's when we met uh, Grella. And he was just talking to them like their best mates. And, he, you know, Josh is the caddy fixer. He fixes everyone on the West, Western, uh, Western Gales, the West Links at North Berwick. Um, so great. Just lots of fun. Lots of people. If I've forgotten anyone, absolutely apologise. But, you know, you haven't been forgotten in, in here. Um, I, I, got to, I got to have my chicken biryani next to Mr Poulter at the Open. That was probably a highlight. Standing next to Ian Poulter, ordering on purpose the same chicken meal that he had in a tray as I go go past and then Ian Poulter, who I think is a bit of a fitness machine, and he just orders more, more, put more on. I want some more. And I had the same chicken as Ian Poulter. Uh, there you go. That's the only live mentioned in this uh, podcast, by the way, <laughs> Ian Poulter. Um, yeah, so anyway, I'm rabbiting on. Gents, uh, is that it? Two things. Oh, the prize. We'll do that for sure. Yes. Um, the first thing I want before we do the prize is – um, for the tipping competition, it will be starting on the 13th of Jan for the Sony. So we're okay. not going to do the Century Tournament of Champions. Yep. We'll put out, or maybe we'll do one podcast in the middle just to make sure everyone's ready to rumble and we'll put it all out on the socials. You can sign up anytime. It's already there. If you signed up last year, you're still in it, in the list. So we've got about 75 people in there already. Um, we'll try and get an email out to everybody just to make sure you're reminded it is starting. Does um, it, but, so people don't have to re-enroll if they're no. on the – so they will – You're yeah, okay. already in there, Rockets there. Yeah. All, all the same names as last year that we talked about, Joe Tolomeo, PK, um, Bogies to Birdies, Hammertow, everyone's there. Pults, Ginger Ninja, all the favourites are in there and, and everyone else. Doctor's in there, but can't let Doc cheat again. Doc was too good last year, <laughs> got to sort that out. Um, But a Christmas prize, Ross. Okay. So what do we got? We've got your your hat. Yep, signed Cam Smith, Titleist Luke the Duck hat. Have you got it there? No, it's in the other room. Okay. So I'll, I'll, to match to the hat collection, I'll put that hat up there. Oh, it's high demand Peninsula Kingswood. Everyone wants to be wearing a Peninsula Kingswood hat. Uh, this is the new era version, so it's it's yeah, it's a new era Peninsula Kingswood hat. Can't there go wrong go. with new era. I've got there about five thousand Yankees new era hats here. So somewhere. new era hat. Um, what else have I got? I've got uh, – this is part of the prize booty from the um, Pro-Am. So with the Titleist hat, we've got the uh, Titleist uh, little goodie bag, uh, goodie pack. Uh, it's got a sleeve of Pro-V1s and a Titleist um, uh, ball marker, alignment ball marker, and a Titleist pitch mark repairer in a beautiful little Titleist uh, presentation pack. Uh, and uh – and a dozen Pro V1s. So I've got a dozen Pro V1s, the Titleist gift pack, the PK hat, and the signed Cameron Smith hat. That's the Christmas giveaway prize. We're keeping, yep. We'll keep the bag. We'll kick the year off with the bag. We'll do something, you know, starting the year with the bag. Uh, I've got yep. this beautiful Titleist stay-in bag over there to give away. 
uh, and another tightless hat and some other stuff over there. So we'll do that as the start of the year to warm everyone up. But this one is just to uh, a little giveaway to say thanks. So to some, we'll uh, chuck it up on all the socials, but the main one will be Insta. Yep. And what do you think? We just get people to – we'll put it on there, but maybe they can comment, comment tag at least one mate and comment what who their golfer of the year was or what was their favourite tournament or what, what, what can we ask them? We'll ask you a question. Favorite golf? Yeah. We'll, we'll ask you a question. There'll be a question. Just, then. You've got. You've just got to help us uh, grow the uh, Instagram network. You know what that's. This stuff's all about. It's a bit of fun, and uh, and share it and share the love. Um, that's and, what. We're, that's what we're doing. And PK, you can't tag me, Ross, or Rocket. It has to be someone else. <laughs> so don't tag us. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> he won. An, he won another one the other day. We're talking about uh, PK from Sydney, not PK the golf course. PK from Sydney, who is yep. uh, absolute phenom when it comes to uh, winning things. He won. He won something else the other day. What, on Paltz level, or I was no. going to say him, him and Paltz are going to open a golf store to rival <laughs> Drum and Golf Melbourne with the amount of stuff they've won. <laughs> yeah, he's the Sydney version of Paltz. Put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Well, it's funny. I, I love the interact. Actually, I love the interaction between those two gentlemen. They they do make my when they Pult- do make my day because I think PK is about to change his teepster name to. Is he? Uh, yeah, he. I think he is because like, there was something he posted before, and I thought it was funny, and I wrote back to him. Yeah. Like just my own. I just made up like a country song. Yeah. Um, in relation to this image that he posted. And then I said, oh, my country band name is Rocket and the Greenside Rakes. And he goes, that's going to be my teeps to now. That's good. I, I would love if everyone, like I know probably everyone's in there, it's not possible, but when I message you today, um, if everyone could have like UGC type names, I, I don't know you can You can have whatever yeah, name you I, want. I know, I know. But we didn't talk about UGC. We need to learn more about UGC. We've got a call in with the, um, uh, the, the chap who is – uh, the founder of the UGC uh, Golf Network. So that's been broadcast as happening next year. So look forward to maybe learning a little bit more about that and uh, giving us an update on that as we come back. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'd call them. Yeah, anyway, I might just stick with Ross. I think that's probably the easiest way. Uh, gents, I'll speak to you before Christmas, so there's no problems there. Uh, I might look forward to, um, yeah, you know, I'm probably there on Monday if there was any cheese deliveries. Monday's a good day. To deliver cheese, no. Not. Yeah, I got nothing to do. I'll just come past, hit yeah. some golf balls. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Good, great. Uh, Rocket, thank you. Have a great Christmas. Um, when, Thanks, when, everyone. When's the band back together? When's the Rocket band back? Uh, are you coming down here? No, I'm coming down uh, next week, so Monday, and I'm there. I'm, just, I'm working down there for a few other are, days. Are you in and, the office? Oh, that's right. Same building. Same building. <laughs> Let me know. I'll be there. I'll be there Monday. No, I won't be. I'll be there Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, I'm definitely going in Tuesday. I think Tuesday and Wednesday at the very least. All right. Oh, keep forgetting. Lunch. We're, we're in the same building. Oh, do we have to have a Christmas lunch on Tuesday? Yeah. Well, I can make a trip. I can make. I can make a special trip. Uh, let me check the diary. Okay. I'll get back to you. All right. Uh, gents, thank you. We'll we'll speak to you all before Christmas. But uh, for listening, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, really do um, we'll be going around for a fifth year unbelievable I think we have to be one of the longest serving Australian golf podcasts um, and we will be doing it for a fifth year and looking for even more from ourselves to try and offer to you so we really do thank you gents thank you and we'll see you next week on no we won't see you next week we'll see you next year but keep listening for the uh, the Christmas fill-in shows there's some great interviews coming thanks for listening and sharing those that'd be awesome too thanks see you next year